Hi. Hi there. Hello. Welcome to Fox Verse 5. Hello, Nicola O'Brien. Oh my God. <laughs> Horse already. Hello, hello, hello. We've had a, I feel like we've had a few few false starts this morning. We have. It's okay. We're here now. We're here now. Uh, Maeve wasn't playing ball yeah, there for a while, indeed. but you know, that's her prerogative. She doesn't have any timelines. She doesn't have any deadlines. She doesn't have any sense of time. So, you know, come on. It's fine. She knew I was going to do something, so she just um, decided to take yeah. a massive shot. I think the thing well, you yeah, learn with kids yeah. as well is any time you try to rush them, they do the opposite. They do whatever they can yes, to actually. make you go slower. So, yeah. yeah. But so <laughs> none of that was intentional on her behalf, obviously. Um, but yes, we're here. We're no. here. Welcome, everybody. Fox Force 5. Five things you need to know about every week. How are you? How has your week been, Nick? It has been fine. Um, I was... Uh, uh, I got my nails done yesterday for the first time in like I don't oh. know five months oh, maybe four nice. months and uh, it was quite satisfying but like when we left the house you know all was fine like Jerry came in with me and the baby and all that they dropped me in and uh, then I get a call you just took the baby for a walk or something was that? no he just dropped dropped me in and they were coming home again and next thing 15 minutes into the appointment got a phone call um, of no key to the house so. oh god <laughs> So it was like a nice evening, nice relaxing evening for me to get away Stress. from the house. Was not was not a relaxing evening whatsoever. So bless Brian Murphy. He was in town and he actually collected the keys from me and met Jer. So Jer didn't have to like because I blew gel on my fingers. Like I couldn't actually leave. <laughs> leave. So, oh my god! Uh, it was just like uh, and we know there was no you're laughy bag in things. the car. You're gonna have to become. Mm. You're gonna have to become friends with the neighbours so you can leave a key yeah. in and the other thing is we we got a lockbox yeah, outside our house and I swear to God it's the best thing we ever did yeah. because you would not believe the amount of times one of us will come back and the other one's not there or whatever yes, you know yeah. just by a matter of minutes and it just means you don't always have to have a key in your pocket you know that yeah. the key will be there you it's know really, yeah. um, so that is very although I think some people kind of think they're a bit of a security risk but um yeah, no, I would recommend. So, oh, well, just funny. it's That's like the life of a mom. mother. It's like, no, there is no yeah. relaxing time. I was like, this will be nice no, now. I get an isn't. hour of just like zen out. And your one doesn't talk to me at all. The one who does my nails, which I kind of enjoy. So I leave like one AirPod yeah. in and I just like listen to it at a podcast while she does my nails. It's actually lovely. But yeah, yesterday I was just on edge for yeah. like the majority of the appointment waiting for Brian to get the key uh, and then all that stuff. And oh gosh, but anywho, um, yeah. yes, but other than that, yeah. it has been a good week. And Maeve is very smiley these days. She's getting more sleep. So she's a very uh, smiley baby now. So she's great crack. And uh, Ted is like now obsessed with her, the dog. So he like will never leave her side. It's really cute. Oh, <laughs> that video you sent the other day was so cute. Maeve was kind of rubbing her feet on them <laughs> and then pulling them away. And then he'd kind of sniff at her feet and then oh he loves lick licking her feet it's gross away. like they don't even have her feet out much like but he loves it but uh, so that's Salty very skin. cute so that's the life <laughs> oh my god can you imagine yeah. a dog licking your feet though yeah. that's like ugh feeling she doesn't react, She's probably like, she doesn't react at all which is kind of weird <laughs> that's so funny but, that's uh, so cute yeah, oh, they're going to be cute. the best mates that's lovely uh, this week we had um, we yeah. parted at the palace last weekend so I literally yesterday was the first day I felt <laughs> right after that oh my god talk about like you know I have this theory about take as, take all the time that you were drinking and multiply it by two or three <laughs> to get your hangover you know and so we were we had a bit of a session on Saturday and Sunday and I wasn't right into the history, I swear to God. It was terrible. I just can't hack it anymore. But um, we great crack, but the weather was a bit uh, 
excuse me, the weather was a bit up and down and um, yeah, we got soaked a couple of times, but we saw some good bands and had some good crack and it was the kids' first festival, nice. so that was really cute and they enjoyed it. Mind you, they had very little interest in the music. It was like, there was quite a lot there for kids in terms of rides and bumpers and, you know, yeah, hook a duck and they had they had things on like magicians and bubble people and yoga classes and all that. And they, they did all those things and they really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, it was a busy weekend and then just recovering yeah. from it took a long time. But um, we also had back to school this week. So Estelle headed back to school. Yeah. I know people probably hate to hear the sound of it. You're, we're a bit earlier here, obviously, than you guys over there. Um, so it was lovely to see her going into P3, uh, which is the equivalent of, what's that the equivalent of in Ireland? Mm-hmm. Maybe second class. First class or second class? I don't know. But anyway, um, she that was all fine and then that was Tuesday they went back and then yesterday we have a little local bus that collects the kids around here but we'd been dropping her to school since we moved and then we sort of decided last year we'd try and kind of encourage her Mm. to go on the bus you know so she's going on the bus now on Thursdays and Fridays and I swear to God when I put her on the bus yesterday morning I was proper like choked up (laughs) she just looks so um... independent not a bother on her, popped onto the bus, popped on her seatbelt, like, you know, oh. bye, mom, you know, and it's like another little bit of me died inside, you know. It's like relinquishing all this oh. sort of control and these, you know, when they get more independence. But um, yeah, she was happy out. And then I was worried all day yesterday that she'd get on the bus to come home as well after school. And she did. Uh, so and then she because they stopped sort of just outside the house, she kind of has to walk on the road mm. a little bit to get in. And she came in and she said, I walked no, on the road, mom. <laughs> I was like, that's OK. Once you watch where you're going, you have to walk on the road to get in, you know. So, um, yeah. So, that so she got home so, on her own and yeah, everything. It is. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's lovely. Out, yeah. Oh, that's nice yeah, for you yeah. too, though. It means yeah. that like it's one less you She's only doing two days a week. Well, you see, she can come home now and she's home at half past three and like I just give her a snack and she's she do her colouring, her she's got most these mosaic sticker mosaic things that she does that take her out. <laughs> um or when homework is back, yeah. she do her homework and stuff. And you know, it just takes a bit of pressure off her in the evening as well. That we're not rushing to get stuff done. Um but it's only uh <clears throat> Thursdays and Fridays at the moment. It's not the full week, like so um yeah, but we might build up to her going. Um, in the mornings as well every other day and then we just pick yeah, up in the nice. afternoons or whatever so we'll see anyway there you go so yeah getting big there you the go. Um, mm. that was the bits of major stuff yes in our house this week very exciting but um, anyway okay we better get cracking on this so number one one first this week we're talking about one of our favourite topics which of course is saving the planet um, and ethical clothes shopping so um, recently on 2FM Fanula Morin did uh, an interview and she was talking about making more ethical choices when shopping for clothes she said it's it's support over shame because I've been on both sides of this as she would often have been found on the high streets before she changed her ways with a master's in climate change under her belt a wardrobe full of fabulous second hand and revamp pieces as well as a few extra quid in her pocket Fanula says she's an absolute convert when it comes to slow fashion I don't care what incentive gets people to join the movement be it financial or otherwise whatever it is or whatever way you come to it it's amazing it's such a huge thing now in the cost of living crisis people realising how much money they can save by being more sustainable it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. so she says boycotting any big brands known for treating their staff in an unfair manner is advisable and she's turned her attention to the vintage and secondhand shops of Ireland, many of which are owned and run by women. Not only that, but cutting down on her shopping habit has allowed the Dublin woman to ditch 
any anxiety when it comes to getting dressed for work in the morning. According to the sustainability expert, the paradox of choice suggests that while having lots of options sound nice, sounds nice, it actually requires more effort and can often stress us out. Uh, basically, a small wardrobe of treasured items mm. is the goal. Buying way less is what's going to make ourselves just really live in line with the planet and everything else. Um, she put herself on a six month buying ban, having watched uh, a documentary called The True Cost, which went into kind of conditions of factory workers who were making clothes, etc. Uh, she said, I was horrified by what I was I had been supporting with my money by buying into all these companies. During her six month ban, she began to reflect on how many items of clothing are bought for the sake of other people and not for ourselves. She said fast fashion and Instagram came up at the same time and it made this perfect storm of us all thinking we were the newest celeb. For those wanting to shop more ethically, Finula recommends being more conscious about your choices and focusing on building a wardrobe that will work harder harder for you from secondhand and vintage resources like Thrifty and Depop. She also says that, and, and Vinted actually in the UK is brilliant. I use Vinted loads. Um, she also says that a helpful rule to live by is to wait three days before making a purchase as this will stop <laughs> impulse buying and guide you to pieces you truly want. But then you kind of do that panic buying thing and be yes, like, but it might yeah. be gone in three days. Um, when you take that pause 99% of the time she says she never thought about it again if you really need an overhaul there's a stylist out there who will work with you to go through your wardrobe and make some valuable advice including her I presume. Very good. there you go oh, there yeah. are Fanula um, Fanula J as so, well so, uh, who I talked about before ages ago because you know she used to do the Love Island stuff she's yeah. the same she does everything it's yeah. all second hand all her clothes and she's on like one of the evening yeah. programs on the telly and she always wears second hand oh, yeah. stuff which is brilliant you know even when you're oh I saw I think something got um, cancelled um, some program she was on got cancelled oh, I really? saw that oh, yeah I don't know what maybe it's that one you're talking about but um, anyway the thing to say there is I was talking to a friend recently who was telling me I mean she was always the kind of person this person will know who they are if they're listening she's always the kind of person to buy a new outfit for a wedding you know and go big and if it was a family wedding like spend a fortune on an outfit and all that and she's got two family weddings this year and she was like, I'm not buying anything new. I'm either going to find something in my wardrobe mm. or I'm going to borrow something off somebody. Yeah. She said, you spend three and four and five hundred quid on an outfit and then you never wear it again. She said, yeah. she's not doing it anymore. And she, I think with her age comes wisdom, doesn't it, as well? You kind of go, what's the point? These things sitting in your wardrobe for years. Mm. But Vinted is great, you see. And I've sold a few things on Vinted and like I sold a couple of things this year. And it meant I had like a hundred quid in my account to get a few bits back. And mm. it's amazing when you actually do it. You're like, is it not in Ireland? You know? Do we not have it? I don't think it's in Ireland. I don't know why, actually. Hmm. Um, but it's not in Ireland as far as I know. But like a couple of weeks ago, I had a terrible incident with getting bloody paint all over my favourite oh, yeah. jacket. And um, I was able to find it on... Vinted and buy it again. The same jacket. Oh, I didn't same know jacket. that. It was white. So, so I was delighted. There's a longer story to that that I'll tell you about when I see you. But um, yeah, my white jacket, black paint, Jesus, Mary oh, and St. Joseph. I was freaking. But anyway, so, um, so but it wasn't my fault. Just want to say that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, so that's it. Sustainable fashion. I just have to think about those things, guys. I think it's a good idea that pausing before you buy and things like that. Mm. And I, I have to say anything that I've spent money on or I've, like I might ask for a birthday or for Christmas for something nice and those things I've bought in the last few years whether it was like a nice dress or a pair of boots or whatever mm. 
I've worn the hell out of them. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, so it is that thing about the capsule wardrobe and having some really good pieces that you can wear again and again. You do get sick of wearing the same thing, to be fair, but if you're not going out an awful lot, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I do find that with Japan, like, oh God, it's hard now. Like, I haven't bought that much new clothes recently because obviously baby belly and all that stuff, but uh, that's hard, you know, because things mm. don't fit. So you kind of are resorted to... Like I found myself on ASOS way more the last few weeks, like looking at stuff than I have been yeah. for years. You know what I mean? Yeah, and buying like yeah. things that are just like 40 or 50 quid, whereas I haven't done that in ages. I'd only buy like expensive mm. stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. which is a bit of a disaster, but sure. Look. You need to give yourself a bit of time though when your body's changing. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Do you remember that time I had the run in with yes. ASOS because I. <laughs> Because I was just post-pregnancy as well and I had kind of bought stuff and sent them back and bought stuff and sent them back, as everybody does. And they gave me a bloody warning. Did I talk about it on the podcast? No, I don't know. I went absolutely (laughs) rag over this. I sent them this message saying, are you kidding me? They they were like suspicious activity on your account because I was returning so much stuff. I went on a right rent. I was like... um, I'm post-pregnancy. My body size is fluctuating. How dare you um, insinuate I'm doing anything with these clothes? They've been returned in perfect condition, blah, blah, If I went into a clothes shop, <laughs> I wouldn't expect the manager to be suspicious about what I was doing, trying on different clothes. Yeah. Is this yeah. not the service that you offer? You know, and they kind of climbed down eventually and were like, it's just in case. We would just continue just in case. I'd say there's probably a big like poster me up in ASAS going don't annoy this woman <laughs> annoy <laughs> anyway, it was, was ridiculous they've, though it was they've never been on to me since and I've returned quite a few things since so yeah there you go but I, I That's the, yeah I just don't even like it's just mental to be honest with you that they even said that to you it's their business format yeah. like you know what I mean and mm. I don't think it was in all honesty it wasn't loads I'm not a shopaholic by any means but I maybe bought four or five things in one go and then four or five things in one go and maybe returned all of them yeah. now you know maybe that's suspicious I don't know but mm. I, it was post-pregnancy and all that and I was you kind of don't know what size exactly, your body is yeah. you know um, because you're not familiar with it and the bits some bits are bigger than they used to be but other bits <laughs> aren't and I think I was thinner actually after I had Estelle I actually went through a phase where I was thinner than I was post-pregnancy mm-hmm. when I was breastfeeding and up 24-7 mm. I lost loads of weight I was like a bloody skeleton for a while um, but there you go um, that didn't last long <laughs> um, right over to you anyway that is for number two Nicola thank you um, so a couple of things to talk about this week because again we said last week we've watched so much stuff the last couple of months but um, just what a recent one that I thought people might be looking for something to watch is on Netflix we watched a documentary this week now it is kind of US focused it's all about kind of the food industry in the US it's called uh, Poisoned and it's the dirty truth about your food and it's all about like the food industry in the US and some of the big things that have mm. happened over the last kind of 30 or 40 years like it starts with an E. coli breakout in like the 90s where a few kids actually died and stuff because they ate burgers mm. from a certain chain and all this stuff and um, Really interesting though, it's like an hour and a half long, but I thought it was really fascinating. Like there's a whole thing about salmonella and I feel like it kind of is relevant to everybody that eats chicken, not just the US thing. But like there obviously is a lot of talk about regulations and things like that, but also just like the reality of like if you're eating chicken, this is the reality, you know. Um, I I, I just find it very hard to bring myself to watch programs about food because it will mess up eating food. <laughs> well it doesn't put you off it like to be honest it just it's more talking about the regulation in the US like there's no regulation like it's mad like there are different regulatory bodies but there's like loads it's of that loopholes bloody, it's that same 
organization, isn't it? The Food and Something Authority or whatever, the, the FDE, yeah. whatever, that comes up in all the opioids. They control the, yes. the Food and Drug Authority or yeah, whatever. They yeah. seem to be like the most incompetent yeah, I know, it's organization, government organization in the world. Like there's a big problem <laughs> about like, so you could have a massive spinach farm right next to a massive cattle farm. And the waste from the cattle farm will go into the water supply and that water will be used to water the vegetables and that contaminates them. But there's nobody regulating that water. (laughs) Like there's just so many like gaps in what should be done, you know. So anyway, I I found it really interesting. I thought it was a very good watch if you're looking for kind of a documentary type of thing. And the other thing that I was going to talk about was, um, I don't know if you've watched any of it. We obviously talked about the first series. Sorry, it was Poisoned on Netflix. Yes, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Poisoned, yeah. Um, And then the other thing I was going to talk about, which is actually nearly finished, and it's like a lot of season two things at the moment, but uh, Just Like That and Just Like That, season two. Yes. You watched it? I'm pretty much up to speed. I haven't seen the last one that's come out. I thought the first few were not great now, like in my opinion. I thought the first one was, oh my God, so cringy. The first 10 minutes were just people having sex. Oh, and yeah. I was like, trying too hard here, people. <laughs> we know it's based on Sex in the City. We know there was tons of sex in the original series. But honestly, we don't need, just need to see everyone having sex. Like every character yeah. pretty much having sex. It was like... This is stupid. It was just stupid. But I've quite enjoyed it since, I yeah, have to say. Yeah, I thought the first few were kind of a bit crap now, I must say. But and as well, like, I feel like they've kind of fixed that JGS character. She was so unlikable in the first season. <laughs> and even the start of this season, I think a lot of people are kind of like growing to kind of like her a bit more now. They And they have mm-hmm. totally taken on board that feedback because they completely change her character as the season goes mm-hmm. along, you know. But um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's on Sky, obviously. I think there's like nine episodes. I think uh, the one on this week I'm watching it is the first of this two-part season finale. I think next week is the yeah. is the finisher. So um, yeah, it's nice looking. I don't think it's any spoiler to say that Aiden returns. Yes, um, yeah. And I think obviously the the last two episodes are very much going to be about whether Carrie commits to Aiden or not and vice versa, I think, because they're sort of building it up to that point. I think this episode seven, if people haven't seen it, there's a bit in that where some critics were like, what? Um, where... Again, I don't think this is a massive spoiler, but she kind of questions whether she should have ever been with Big, Big yeah, whether Big yeah. was the right person for her, which kind of undermines the whole yeah, Sex in the City premise. But anyway... Um, but then even I've since then, jo- she talks positively of him, so it's kind of a contradiction of... I don't know if yeah. the storyline is a bit strange. I love, love, love the fashion in it. Yeah, I love... Yeah the silly comedy in it. Yeah. You know, this just the stupid stuff in it. Charlotte is good in it, I must say. I feel Charlotte, like Charlotte is, is by a far and away the most entertaining character. Yeah. Um, Miranda can be a bit annoying. Carrie is so annoying. I, I yeah. remember seeing this in the last <laughs> series. I was like, I think everybody tried to identify with Carrie as the cool, well-dressed person in the original series. And then since then it's been like no literally yeah. the most annoying person <laughs> on the planet um but still the fashion has been unbelievable yeah. although some of it is so so stupid that that jacket that puffer coat thing she had on a one episode it was like oh my god it was like a princess disney princess puffer puffer coat puffer yeah some of it's all the over the top um but i just you know why i enjoy it it's bright and colourful. Yeah. And I love the character. God, what's her name? The documentary maker. Yes. Yeah, she's got the yeah. 
politician husband. I yeah. love her. Her eyes. She's, she's so beautiful. beautiful. Like, yeah. her, just style look at her, amazing, all, her style is amazing. I could watch her all day <laughs> long. But um, yeah, it's just I love that easiness of it. And I love the girliness of it. And I feel like we need more of that on telly. Like mm. it's like Barbie. I was reading something about Barbie the other day and they were like, we need more films for women, big, bright, flashy women's films mm. about women, you know, and all this. In the same way, I suppose you have like c- cartoon, yes, yeah. you know, male cartoon focused mm. things like just kind of light and entertaining. Yeah. And that's kind of how what I find. And just like that is like, it's just entertainment. It's yeah. easy, you know. Um. So, yeah, especially alongside something like Handmaid's Tale, which I would compare, would say it's a female. Yeah, it is female. Focused yeah. program, but it's so dark. And yeah. It's so heavy. I actually started... um. Because I finished both loads of things this week, um, I started that Queen Charlotte last night, so I was quite enjoying that oh, yeah. actually. You, you it watched nice. it ages ago. Yeah, we talked you? about it ages ago. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. I think it's been well done. It's short too; it's only five or six episodes, so it's quite nice. But um, I think Bridgerton is back soon in the next couple of months as well. So that'll be the next. Oh yeah, I love that. It's I love probably female well. focused Bridgerton, I suppose, and it's kind yeah, of the totally. same. It's the well, colourful. Did watch it with me? Yeah, the first series. But I don't think he's going to watch any more of it with me. Yeah, but, but it's lovely and colourful and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, so that and f- kind of cool fashion and stuff again. Yeah. And yeah, design. The, do you know what I got a shock about this week on telly? Um, New Amsterdam's finished. Was completely. It? Oh. Yeah, completely, completely. And I didn't know and I was watching the last episode and I was like, this, everything's kind of being wrapped up. And Stuart looked it up and he was like, yeah, got cancelled. That's the last episode. I was like, oh, now it's not brilliant. Yeah, but it's, it's a nice filler. easy watch. Yeah, 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 total filler, easy watch, whatever. And I watched the season finale of Grey's Anatomy as well, which maybe for the first time ever I'm ahead of you. Am I? Oh yeah, you are because I already started rewatching it this uh, week. Well, watching the new episodes, but I yeah. do enjoy the new yeah. young cast, like you were saying. I, I am that is literally that. what I said yeah, on yeah. my TV podcast this week. I was like, Grey's Anatomy, much stronger this season. Yeah, new interns, much more invested in them. They're better characters. They're more rounded characters and there's you know obviously things going on between them and yeah, whatnot and yeah. that, that all works really well so Grey's Anatomy was uh, really picked up its game this but then, one thing I would say it's it. very and I get it because of everything Even that's going on in the left, States by the way yeah but sure like yeah. she was kind of a washy character the last few years anyway yeah. like but yeah. um, very focused on abortion and women's yeah. rights this season, mm. I would say. Like in nearly every second episode, there's something about like abortion, mm. blah, blah. But I thought that was a very good storyline about Edison and what was going on with like yes. driving the, the van and all that stuff. That's a very good storyline. And she's so torn in it. Mm. You know, I thought mm. that I only watched that episode a couple of days ago and it's really good. It's mm. really good, actually. It's probably the best season. I kind of like there's a story storyline with Amelia as well, where she kind of feels like she's getting abandoned by everybody and all that and kind of nearly goes off the rails and ends up getting a bit of a kick up the arse because she's such a moany, self-centred yeah, person. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that now, so don't um, And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Amelia, shut up. <laughs> so I, I don't know if they've got new writers on it, but it just feels like they've yeah, rounded out a lot of the characters a lot more. And, and they've gotten rid of a couple of characters. Like, I think Maggie goes yeah. too. I haven't seen her go yet, but I, I've seen that she, she does. Goes and stuff. But actually, Maggie and Meredith come back into it as well. So I think they're going to be reoccurring characters, uh. but not necessarily in it all the time or whatever. And Meredith does the voiceover still. Still, yeah. That's so, weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's nearly the whole podcast on television yeah, this week. Sorry. So. There's so much. We'll be very quick on the other bits. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, uh, well, number three. Three. 
not so quick here because I just copied and pasted most of this from Wikipedia because um, I don't know this person and I didn't have an awful lot of time Kelly, to you're not supposed to be a big cheek to this stuff I know it's terrible but I didn't really know this person but I thought she sounded kind of fascinating so sorry um, so the person today is Margaret O'Carroll an Irish woman oh. born somewhere near Offaly in uh, around 1451 so a long 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 time ago mm. she was a medieval queen and a patron of the arts and a road and bridge builder um, she organised the 1440s equivalent of Electric Picnic that's my tie in you see Electric Picnic oh. um, uh, epic festivals of literature attended by 2700 people and described by scholars as national events of high and singular importance earning her the title of Margaret the Hospitable I'd love oh. if that was my title <laughs> Kelly the Hospitable um, a contemporary that. scholar noted that, noted that she was the only woman that has made most of preparing highways and erecting bridges, churches and mass books. <laughs> so anyway, back to her beginnings. She was the daughter of Tyg O'Curvel, who was the chief of Ailey. Ailey? Ailey? Is there still a place called Ailey in Offaly? I don't know. And uh, queen of the kingdom of Offaly. Much about her early life is unknown, but it's possible that as the child of the chief, she may have been fostered by a prominent Irish family in the area. In the early 15th century, she married... Wait for it. Calvac O'Cohover Falga. Jesus. Calvac O'Connor Falga. Jeez. Um, that was very difficult to say. Chief of Roughly. Uh, he was known for being an expert raider, this man. But there you go. Hmm. Um, so Margaret was famed for her hospitality. She was especially remembered for, for providing two magnificent feasts in 1433, one on the 26th of March at Cayley Offaly and one on the 15th of August at Rathangan. According to the Annals of Connacht, on the 25th of March, she uh, a general invitation was issued by Margaret, daughter of O'Curvel, about the Feast of Danshall, this year at Cayley and about the first festival of Mary in the autumn at Rathangan for the people who were not with her at Cayley um, so, that she, so that she satisfied fully all the supplements suppliants of Ireland it's all old language it's kind of hard to read in an obituary for Margaret um, found in the 17th century translation of a set of Irish annals Duald MacFibrus provides more elaborate details as to the events of the two feasts. According to him, 2,700 people were entertained at the feast. During the feast, she stood at the battlements of the church clad in a cloth of gold um, while her other half was on horseback below, ensuring that all things might be done in an orderly fashion. Margaret has also said that fostered or nursed two orphans during the feast. It's really like biblical stuff. Mm. Um, the second feast that year is said to have been just as impressive as the first. In addition to her great feast, she went on a pilgrimage to the shrine of St. James of Compostela in Spain. Can you imagine that? In 1445, she joined a group of Irish and Anglo-Irish aristocrats on the journey. Half of the party died in their efforts. Oh, Jesus. But she made it back and in addition to the pilgrimage, she commissioned the making of a number of roads, bridges, churches and missiles in order to serve God and her soul. Um, on her way back from the Santiago de Compostela pilgrimage, she also managed to negotiate a prisoner exchange between the Gaelic Irish and their English neighbours in Meath. Margaret released a number of English prisoners be being held by her husband and brought them to Trim Castle to make the exchange for two Irish prisoners. Uh, long story short, anyway, she it says she died of breast cancer in her kind of obituary, but then somebody else went on to write that she died of a disease which is not fitting to mention, namely leprosy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but you know what I mean. It's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like what they said they breast cancer, and it's like, don't tell anybody it's actually <laughs> leprosy. Um, but anyway, she actually. Um, and then she she had given, she gave birth to four, she gave birth to. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you, Loads of you're kids. like you fucking too much coffee or something. <laughs> she had uh, one kid. No, she had loads of kids. <laughs> <laughs> she appears to have been buried in Killa, Killa, where her husband was buried oh, after his death in fourteen. Killa, yeah, that's be Killa and Offaly as well. Oh, Offaly. She was survived by at least four children: Khan, who became king and reigned till fourteen seventy four; Kahur. Two other sons who were captured with Cahur in 1476 by Khan for rebellion. <laughs> and at least one daughter. Sound like a mad bunch of feckers capturing each other and knocking each other off and all sorts of stuff. There you go. It was the 1400s though. <laughs> I can't hear you, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all the complicated names. It was like this probably wasn't the best thing. Well, it was the 1400s. Oh they were all like... God, sorry, I'm crying. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, that was a really poor fo- uh, fox this week. No, but you know what I mean, interesting. It's just sorry. <laughs> you set me up. I think what I was trying to say was no. this was some strong woman back in the 1440s, yes, you yes. know, before there was any such thing as women's yes. liberation. Oh. But anyway, there you go. Let's move along swiftly. <laughs> no, uh, it's very, it sounds like Number four, over to you. Oh. So yeah, uh, I feel kind of torn now about the internet stuff because obviously like the whole Twitter not being Twitter anymore and it being X, Ugh. I really hate that it's Ugh. now X. And like as mm. people who enjoy Twitter, like I do enjoy like reading the random stuff on it, but like I don't yeah. enjoy the people on it. You know, there's some really horrible people on Twitter, but um, mm. like it's not even Twitter anymore. It's X. I think it looks like a porno app, like definitely does look like an yeah. adult website or something. Totally. Yeah. Um, like the whole change is just bizarre. Like he's just a bizarre individual yes absolutely um but like i just really like some twitter accounts though, so i'm still gonna keep recommending them but um i know it's not everybody's cup of tea and actually interestingly a few accounts like over the last geez eight ten weeks whatever long we weren't on i was like screenshotting some ones that i enjoyed and actually when i went back in to look them up the accounts loads of them are gone Loads of people have left really? Yeah, so oh anyway, this is one that remains that I have found interesting. It's called the, and you know, the way I try to like, you know, these accounts that make me, make us feel like more cultural and can talk more about stuff mm-hmm. is uh, the cultural tutor. So it's at cultural tutor. And it's oh. just all about like loads of different things about architecture and um, about nature, about like there's one tweet there about Vincent Van Gogh and how if it wasn't for his sister-in-law, Joe, um, he basically wouldn't have gotten into like painting and things. Um, hmm. Uh, lots of different kind of things like that uh, that it goes through and like there's this thing there about like ancient Egypt and how like um, this building is not a palace, court, library or theatre. It's a 19th century factory in northern England. It basically looks like an ancient uh, Egyptian theatre and it's all about like the history of that and why they wow. built certain buildings like this and from there like history of um, like lots of things about Egypt and stuff like that. It's just like, again it's like cultural stuff <laughs> hmm. but it's yeah, an interesting one you know the way you like be one of these accounts like I have lots of them now from this podcast of yeah. lots of these accounts where you get random kind of facts and information deep. yeah that fascinating like, one is really good and the yeah, the movie one yeah, is brilliant All the they right kind of break up your timeline don't yes. they with actually interesting so stuff and this is one of those yeah things yeah so again like so it's a cultural tutor on twitter yeah um but again like I know 
sometimes it's hard for me to describe these things. You just need to go on and have a look and you'll get what I mean. But yeah, it'll definitely break yeah. up your feet with kind of nice, interesting stuff. But that one that I recommended ages ago, the All the Right Movies, is so brilliant. And so again, I would mm. just recommend it again. There's been a lot of things lately that have come up movie-wise okay. that has had brilliant, like the Jurassic Park one the week we bought the baby home. I remember like Jurassic Park was however old it had a, like usually has these threads but all these big movies and it'll tell you like behind the scenes things and it's brilliant so again if you haven't followed that one that one is really brilliant it's still one of my favorites it's just all at um 80 right i don't see it a lot actually in my timeline which is funny because oh, i do follow it it's brilliant yeah. and there was one i don't know how the algorithm works with yeah Twitter, there was one last week yeah. about like um like they, they have just normal tweets too but then they'll start a thread about like big ones it's normally around anniversaries so there was like one last week about Mad Max, the, the newer Mad mm. Max and lots of things behind the scenes about like Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy's relationship and all that. So really, really cool stuff. So definitely follow that one as well. So that was just a second shout out to that. Anyway, on okay. to number five. Five. Thank you. Um. So finally, we mentioned this before, but it's just a bit more detail. Dolly Parton has announced she will share her cover of Let It Be featuring Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Mick Fleetwood and Peter Frampton this week. That is a bit of a stellar lineup. Uh, the country icon's new take on the classic Beatles track features on her forthcoming 49th solo studio album. She's some woman. Rockstar. The original version of the song appeared on the Beatles' 12th and final album in 1970. Rockstar, which was announced in May, will feature nine original songs and 21 covers of rock classics, including Prince, Purple Rain and the Rolling Stones' Satisfaction and many, many more. She said, I'm so excited to finally present my rock and roll album, Rockstar. Parton previously said in a statement, I'm very honoured and privileged to have worked with some of the greatest iconic singers and musicians of all time and to be able to sing all the iconic songs throughout the album was a joy beyond measure I hope everybody enjoys the album as much as I've enjoyed putting it together uh, it's going to be released on the 17th of November very excited about that you can actually pre-order the album now and you know what she's a woman who puts her money where her mouth is because she remember they once to induct her into the Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame mm. and she turned it down saying I, or else she said I don't feel I'm deserving of it until I do make a rock album mm. and what's she done she kind of made a rock yeah, album so fair play to her. even though she didn't write the songs obviously but it's all covers but still Amazing. So well done, Dolly. Looking Dally. forward to hearing that. I love a bit of Dolly. Yeah. yeah. That's it from us this week, Nick. That's five things. Um, Nicola's supposed to be here in Edinburgh later today, but the weather is not <laughs> maybe not playing ball, so that's going to be crap. We've got a fun day planned at the Edinburgh Fringe tomorrow, and some nice food. And oh my god, I'm so looking forward to. It. I think if you don't come, Nick, I'm just going to go on my own. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a like a day. It won't here. be just, as just much pretend fun. I'm still there. And just go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put you on the I'll, I'll uh, we can FaceTime and I can have a I can go and bring you along as a FaceTime <laughs> yeah right. oh, um, no face. hopefully there is a wind warning but it's kicking in at 9 o'clock and my flight is 9 o'clock so maybe it'll be okay at that you point. might be just away yes but yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on Cork Airport is running okay at the moment and hopefully yeah. like it's just the yellow not an orange or anything let's hope it's not upgraded or anything like that it is a shite day here today it is so dull and rainy and young mm. um but yes i'm really looking forward to coming over hopefully although i'm sad to leave my baba for two nights it'll be the longest i've left I her know, obviously it's 
hard. So, um, but she's been in great form lately. So I know she'll be good for her dad and her dad is. These mammy breaks well. are essential. Yeah. Fix your head for a few days, yeah. straighten it out, exactly. and get, get you know a bit of you time. So don't. Um, yeah, and I'm just even looking forward to like washing my hair and putting on nice clothes and yeah, you know, being like a human, washing like I do my makeup yeah. in the car now all the time. You know, maybe I'll actually do my makeup tomorrow. You know, things like that. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward. To oh, did that. I not tell you I need you to mind the kids before? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, no, we are very much looking forward to seeing you. And yes, every mommy should take these breaks every now and again. It yeah. all makes happy mommy, happy baby. You know. And um, um, one thing that is on actually this weekend as well is the Iron Man down in Yall. It's obviously a very big oh, very event good. in Ireland. Mm. Um, but the weather is so bad. So God only knows now oh, what will happen. It now. was the first year as well, I remember. Yes. I think it was okay last year. Um the big talk over here this week is well, in a lot in the UK is um the Lionesses playing in the World Cup final on Sunday. And I hope they win. More power to them because, you know what, since they've been in, the since they won the Euros, there has been such great interest in women's football. It is absolutely fantastic. And if they win the World Cup, there'll be more money put into women's football and that's only a good thing. And that's all going to filter through into um, Scotland as well. And it just raises the profile in this part of the world. So I hope people will encourage and support them as well to win on... Sunday. Yeah, I kind of so wanted the Aussies to go through. I was a bit sad when they. I um, did too. But, uh, I thought it would have been a great final if they played each other yes, in the final. Yeah, obviously. but, um, but um, that, I mean, to be Spain, honest, England. it's been. I think it's been great. Like it's shown that like women's football is very competitive, very, you know, good to watch. We watched the High last level. two last weekend. We watched the uh, Matildas and France and the penalties. That mm-hmm. was mad. There has been oh, some good talking mad, yeah. bits, you know. So yeah. I think it's great for the sport. So yeah, very best of luck. To absolutely, them. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and the boys and the boys could actually um, learn a t- yeah, thing or two from it as well. For sure. They? Okay. All right. Listen. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, remember to tell your friends and family if they think you might, if you think they might enjoy this podcast if you know anyone that's loads of money wants to sponsor us <laughs> we will be your bitches no problem um, unless it's like the Daily Mail we don't want them uh, okay love you all, all right. thanks See you have later. fun have a great thank weekend you. talk bye. next week bye